0: Hey, this is Mike Verbiglia, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder, which is one of the better tape recorders. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's Tim Harmstrom.
1: I've said this for a long time, but Sunday Night Football to me is like even no matter who's playing, just having like Al
0: Michaels on, you know, like
1: he's like your grandpa.
0: Managed to track down Tim finally to talk about some football, and I thought we'd talk about some current events. but well, we just talked about football mostly because he's a big football fan, don't you know? Uh, well, let me see, we're going to have a song of the week coming up from Cassia. And uh, yes, I know they had the song of the week just about two months ago, but they have uh, it's a great album, Replica. So uh, I chose another song off of it for song of the week. What are you going to do? And first, as always, uh, this one from the archives, but always a good dumb bit. Of following up on a controversy we spoke about a couple of weeks ago as far as the naming of sports teams in North America with uh, names that are kind of related to Native Americans, indigenous peoples, and so forth. Well, the issue cropped up uh, close to home, I guess you could say. Uh, in the suburb I live in, we have two high schools, and one of the high schools uh, shares its nickname with Washington's National Football League team. And uh, this report is actually from uh, about a month or two ago. This has kind of been going on for a couple of months now. It, it cropped up again. It's been an issue for a long, long time. But it's cropped up again. And there's a, another uh, push now to retire that name and give the team another name. But this report is from uh, a couple of months ago when it when it came back up again. And it's just interesting for a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, well, here, let's let's start with this. Nine Your Sides, Ali Kramer is live. Just outside, of your alma mater, friend. So what do you think of this debate? And also, we know this isn't the first time that there's been a push for change. Now, I know this is presumptuous, but if you're thinking Allie Kramer sounds like the whitest white girl name there ever was, you are spot on. All right, go ahead, Allie.
2: Chris, I was digging in the archives this morning, and about 20 years ago, in 1999, there was a push for them to change the name, that Redskin mascot name, but the board voted unanimously to keep the Redskins. Uh, I was here at Anderson High School almost 10 years ago, aging myself a little bit here, and uh, this is what the Redskins looked like. Yeah, this is my sweatshirt. I still have it. And uh, this little guy right here on the uh, football helmet, you know, it's actually a better version than what it used to be because at one point in time there was a tomahawk sticking out of his forehead.
0: Yes, yeah, so a shut up. No, um, at least they changed that, I guess. So they they knew there was some kind of a problem. Like, let's keep the the nickname, but let's make the. The logo less offensive. It's like that thing I mentioned to you when we discussed this a couple of weeks ago, uh, how the Golden State Warriors used to have a hideous logo, almost as bad as Chief Wahoo. It was a caricature of an Indian dribbling a basketball. And then when they moved to California, they kind of got away from that pretty quickly. And then the Golden State Bridge became their, is actually their logo. And Warriors is now just a name and Warrior could be anybody. So well done, Golden State Warriors. But uh, as for the Anderson Redskins, they had a meeting again uh, this year and uh, people discussed it. And the people posted protesting the name, excuse me, uh, weren't Native American people. It was white folks like Ali Kramer and me. But uh, people still weren't having it, uh, even though a lot of people said, you know, this, it's time for maybe to, to change nicknames. Uh, well, here, let's ask an old white guy what he thinks.
1: I have been a Redskin since 1955 when I graduated. I have not yet talked to anyone who has ever graduated from Anderson High School who was ever offended by
0: that name. Okay, that's not who's offended, dummy, all right? Uh, so, I'm, I guess some people are, but that's not, that's not the main problem. So, anyway, here's the weird thing. Uh, I did some digging, and so did Ali Kramer, and we came across a really fascinating uh, little nugget of historical information. Allie, what have you got?
2: Well, when the school actually opened back in 1929, they were the Anderson Comets.
0: That's right. They changed the name to Redskins, and reportedly it was because a lot of the faculty at the time in 1933 had gone to the University of Miami up the road here in Oxford, Ohio. Uh, Their nickname at the time was Redskins. They changed it back in the 90s to Red Hawks. But (laughs) this this is the best part. Listen to what she says after that.
2: They were the Anderson Comets, but it doesn't quite have the same ring to it.
0: Anderson Comets. Anderson Comets. Yeah, sounds fine to me. (laughs) What's wrong with that? And the funniest part about that is up the road from us uh, by the amusement park, Kings Island. In fact, uh, part of Kings Island sits in the community of Mason. Mason High School's nickname is, of course, you've guessed it already, the Comets. They're the Mason Comets. It's Mason Comets, Anderson Comets. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. So I dug into this a little bit more. And, of course, the big controversy nationally involves mostly the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians. Indians, uh, occasionally the Atlanta Braves, and some other teams as well. But I found an article in the Washington Post from a couple of years ago where they surveyed native peoples, and they it was interesting, 90% of native peoples don't find it offensive, they just don't care, they're just you know, they're not football fans, I guess, or they figure it's just meaningless. But uh, they found a couple, the Washington Post did, and, uh, well, the wife has this to say.
1: Personally, I think I've probably always taken offense at that word because it, I think the way people say it takes away your your own personal pride in who you are.
0: Her husband had a different point of view. name name's Rusty
1: Whitworth. I'm a mixture of the Ponderay, Kootenai, and Salish.
0: So this guy is proper Native American. Uh, Some of the controversy around these polls is that, you know, they call people up and they say, are you Native American? And if you've got like 2% or 3% of people go, why, sure I am. Do you need to confirm that your racist football team name is okay? (laughs) I'm spot on with that. But no, this guy is proper Native American, and this is what he had to say about the Washington Redskins team name.
1: To me, it's kind of a recognition of our people. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't find it... uh... Offensive or anything, it's it's just the way uh, people use the word that becomes offensive, you know, such as you dirty redskin or something like that. You know, it's just a name to me.
0: There was also some text that went along with this article in the Washington Post, and I didn't have any audio of anybody saying this, but all through the article, the native peoples refer to themselves as Indians. And I had mentioned that in the uh, last report we did on this uh, up in Canada. This is a journalist I'd heard a couple of years ago talking about, uh, they call them First Nation people in Canada, uh, whereas we call the indigenous folks Native Americans. And they... they The journalist kept saying, Indians, I spoke to the Indians, and he stopped himself and said, by the way, if you're wondering why I'm not saying First Nation people, it's because they don't use that term. They call themselves Indians. So um, that kind of vindicates my baseball team in a way, although that logo still is really dicky. I maintain that. So maybe we can compromise there. I guess the other problem is, too, is despite we've been told kind of this jive that the organization is— run tried to run bias over the years that that being the cleveland indians organization is that they say the team was named for native american and if you kind of dig into it that's really really stretching it uh, as as far as that goes and of course we had the issue too with i told you about when i was in college the huron um the eastern michigan Huron's the uh, the football team for the university up there changed their name and a lot of people in the Huron tribe were like well shoot if it wasn't for that name uh, people wouldn't know we were here you know, apart from the big lake obviously but still you know at least like the guy the gentleman said before you know it's a recognition of native people so you know it is it's a it's a dicey situation I guess. Um, you know, here's the compromise. I think the Redskins, Washington Redskins logo, fine. Looks very noble. He's a very noble-looking Native American. Nickname still doesn't sound right, even if, you know, only 10% of Native Americans don't like it. That, first of all, if 10% of people don't like the name of your product, uh, think about changing it. That's one. And two, it just doesn't sound right. And as far as the Indians go, I mean, I guess Indians is fine, but let's get rid of the dicky logo, so... Keep Redskins logo, change name. Keep Indians name, change logo. Sorted. I borrowed that airplane ding from another podcast that I produce. Uh, So anyway, so here's the update. The area high school in question has gone ahead and decided to change the name of the mascot of the high school. Uh, It does not look like they are going to go back to the original name, which was the Comets, and weirdly, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think anybody was upset when they went from Comets to Redskins, but everybody's very, very upset that they're going from Redskins to something else. Uh, Another update... Is that my baseball team, the Cleveland Indians, are under serious consideration uh, to get rid of that nickname? And as I said before, and I don't know if I said it in that piece back there, but the Indians' nickname, I think, is just it's dumb and it's inaccurate. Because if it was founded by people from actual India, uh, I would, I might go along with it. But it's just, it's just not an accurate name. And uh, you know, there, there have been some Native Americans that played on the team over the years, but not enough, I would think, you know, to kind of make that work, as it were. So anyway, a lot of debate on that. Uh, Cleveland Spiders people are very keen on. That was named one of the teams uh, back in the early 1900s. I think the I think the Spiders might have become the Indians. Cleveland Blues was another one, an old-timey name, which I kind of favor because on my hockey team and my baseball team would have the same name. And speaking of which, Cleveland Rockers people like a lot, or just the Cleveland Rocks, which is kind of clever, but people, from what I understand are a little worn out on the Cleveland Rocks comparison in Cleveland. It's like there's more to us than that. However, uh Philadelphia's Arena Football League team was called the Philadelphia Soul, musical reference. Um Detroit. uh, Let me think. I don't know if Detroit has ever gone Detroit Wheels. Now they've never actually gone with the uh, the Motown influence. They should. Uh, And the St. Louis Blues, uh, the aforementioned, of course, uh, refers to the you know blues music of St. Louis. So I mean, I'm not again uh, Cleveland Rockers or the Cleveland Rocks, but um, you know the the bottom line is that no matter what your your team, uh, like in the case of the Cleveland Indians, you know when they go out of town, the the name still, the uniforms say Cleveland. They don't say Indians. They, on the, traditionally, when you go on the road, you have the name of your city or state, whatever the whatever geographical name you're using for the team. So it says Cleveland on so this. It, they're still Cleveland's baseball team. And a nickname is just that. It's a nickname. And they can change with the times. And in these cases, they should. Tim Harmstrom is a stand-up comedian, originally from Wisconsin, uh, got his start in Minnesota, in Minneapolis there, as did his lovely wife, uh, the very talented and funny Mary Mack. Uh, they are spending time between Minnesota and Chicago these or between Minnesota and Los Angeles, I'm sorry. Here now is our interview with Tim Harmstrom. <laughs> Hello. Hey Tim, I'm a minute early. (laughs) Sure, how are you? Good, how you been?
1: Not too bad, not too bad. Just uh, trying to deal with the fact that it's snowing and it has been snowing for the last
0: four or five days. Oh my gosh, are are you guys in Minnesota or Wisconsin or? Minnesota. Minnesota, okay, you're back in Minnesota. You, you, You guys still spend some time in Wisconsin though, don't you? That's just in the summer.
1: Yeah, we go up there in the summer, and then uh, most of the time we go to L.A. in the winter, but this year we're not going to go because of uh, COVID. Yeah. So yeah, so we're like, we'll just enjoy the fall here in Minneapolis, and then uh, we had the a <laughs> record snowfall. Like, it's not even, like, just a dusting, it's like a, you know, like. Ten inches of snow and shoveling oh
0: and the whole deal. <laughs> we um, we went to Denver uh, last year. Our, our our big goal has always been to retire to Flagler Beach, Florida, my wife and I. And nice. we went to Denver, and because you've never been to Red Rocks before. I don't know if you're a big music fan, but uh, yeah, was iconic to us growing up because we were uh, mm-hmm. under a blood-red sky U2. So we always wanted yep. to see a concert there, even before we met each other. And we got to see Vampire Weekend, which is probably the best group you could see there that's currently playing. Maybe the Killers, I don't know. But so yeah. Vampire Weekend, first night, gorgeous fall, Colorado evening. Second night, the weather turned around 5 o'clock. And it went from the 80s down into the 30s, and they got a snowstorm. <laughs> and the next day, we're driving to the airport in a blizzard, and she's like, I'd really like to live here, live in the mountains. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope, I'm yeah, sticking to Flagler. Yeah. Great place to visit. It's lovely in the, in the fall and summer. We went to Estes Park and had all kinds of fun up there, but no. Yeah. But you're from yeah, Wisconsin and Minnesota, so you, I mean, you're used to that.
1: Yeah, I know, and it seems like the older I get, the harder it is to to reconcile staying here in the winter.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. My wife is always saying because we're from Cleveland, where it, you know, it when it snowed in November, it good chance it was going to stay on the ground until march and in cincinnati since the 25 years we've lived here it really doesn't the snow doesn't stick it just it, we, you get snow for and it's on the ground for a day or two then it's all rainy and gross and slushy and my so go like, well, if we're gonna have snow let's have snow
1: yep yeah no and i i've always wondered that because we this this um since we go to LA, we've gone to LA every year for probably the last 10 or 12 years. And so we miss a large chunk of the winter, although we're always flying back to do shows. But this year we're like, well, let's try, maybe we'll just go down and rent a house in Raleigh, Durham, or, you know, along the coast. But then we were checking in with friends and they're like, yeah, it's still pretty cold down here. <laughs> so you really have to go to like South Carolina or. You know, even for the Georgia coast, yeah, or you yeah, can exactly. Go pretty far down to escape winter.
0: Uh, yeah, even in um, uh, my uh, in-laws used to live in the neighboring city to Flagler, Palm Coast, and uh, it can it, come October. They they had to close the pool, and the pool didn't reopen until March. I mean, if you really had a notion you could go in in February <laughs> or January, but I mean, you wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, no, it's
1: like Las Vegas. People think Vegas is a like, like oh, desert yeah.
0: paradise all year long, and mm-hmm. you go there in you know January and you can barely go. Outside. Yeah, it's like in the you can get highs in the forties there. I'm, I remember being at a conference there like in January, February, and it was it was chilly. I walked from the Rio down to the In-N-Out Burger at the corner of Industrial and uh, Tropicana.
1: Yep, yep. I've but, been there many times for hangover
0: cures. Um, like <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so, how is your lovely wife, by the way? She's good.
1: She's good. We're both um, um both amazingly um busy during oh, this time. We've been doing a lot of Zoom shows and uh fundraisers, political fundraisers and we did a thing last night. We have a political fundraiser tonight and then we have a corporate show this afternoon. So it's it's and then she's been doing some um, advertising like spokesperson things and oh cool var- various um, yeah she's she's it's actually been remarkably busy considering that live performances are kinda off the table for now. We've done a few live shows but it's been very few and far between and we don't always feel great about it and you know, the numbers are spiking so being indoors is just we've decided to just kinda like we've decided to just kinda take a break from live stuff until, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> like yeah. four, four months, the winter, who knows. So
0: The club here has uh, taken this as a, uh, an opportunity to uh, remodel the entire thing. Uh, and so while they've been doing that, they've been having shows in the parking lot while the weather's still been. And although yeah. this looks to be our last nice day of the year, so I think this weekend might be one of their last outdoor shows. But uh, those have been going pretty well.
1: Yeah, so I saw some pictures that Mike posted on uh, Facebook. So they're doing, um, they're going to remodel the entire club and then sort of just wait to start back up. Exactly, it yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It's wow. looking pretty nice. They've done a lot of work. Um, uh, Billy, who I work with at the Shirts company and is a stand-up comic in the air, Billy DeVore. You might know Billy. Uh, he's been inside and he goes, a lot of stuff has changed. I think they, they took out the one part where the the um, seating area would rise up and there would be that couch in the back. So I think it's all going to be one all, one big flat floor now, my understanding. Yeah. And they took out the DJ booth. They moved that back into the green room and they moved the green room somewhere else, I think. So it's going to wow. work.
1: Wow. Yeah. It's so funny when you think of comedy clubs that are closing their doors, and then you see one that's just completely remodeling. It's pretty well, cool. Well,
0: according to Mikey's posts, he's doing this all like he, the labor's free because he's doing it all.
1: <laughs> yeah, So yeah, I saw that. I yeah. couldn't tell. I could never tell it when he's
0: kidding. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I have a feeling that that is probably closer to accurate than not accurate, and I know some of the comics have brought them lunch and stuff like that. And some have chipped in uh, who, you know, who are also handy in that way to try to get that sorted. But, um, yeah. So uh, you've been enjoying the football uh, this season? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a real, like, I'm sure you feel the same way.
1: It's been sort of a, it was something that you just kind of waited for and waited for, for this whole You know, since the pandemic started You're like, I just need sports I just need sports I just need something
0: Yeah, I didn't realize how much I missed it Until um, we didn't have it Because I'm not like a, a super huge sports fan Like I tell people, I've got my five teams One in each of the five sports And I can barely follow them uh, some more than others. I can name most of the roster the Indians, most of the Browns, and then eh, the Cavs, Blues, and FC Cincinnati. Yeah, I can five or six players I can probably name for you I had to. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. But once it was gone, I was like, oh, man. I mean, it's just nice to have a game on while I'm working down here, you know, on something or other, and just kind of have it on in the background and looking over at it. And so, yeah. It's,
1: yeah, um, you really don't under... I mean, I, 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 I've I said this for a long time, but like, Sunday Night Football... To me, is like even no matter who's playing, just having like Al Michaels on. You know, like he's like your grandpa by this point. <laughs> it's just like a comforting old friend having. oh yeah! On. Even if you're just doing the dishes or you know whatever, yeah. just working around the house, just having. The the game on you just forget that it's like a uh what, it's like a not a lullaby but what do they call that like white noise for soothing yeah. a baby that's what <laughs> so. Yeah. True. So, so having the you know and the pack and the only like sort of downside is that the Packers experience you know I'm a huge Packer fan and and that experience is just so much about Lambeau Field you know like it's just such an integral part of the experience of being a Packer fan and seeing people jump into the stands doing the Lambo leap and all the, you know, and to see it empty is just, you know, it's still fun to watch, but it's just like, there's something missing, obviously, but, but I'm, I'm very um, surprised by how well the NFL has pulled this off for the most part. You know, they've had a few outbreaks and a few schedule shufflings and whatnot, but but by and large, I'm I'm pretty surprised and thrilled. So,
0: yeah, it's um like I've said before, and and, uh, and you you as someone who follows politics will appreciate this. The nice thing about sports, and to an extent, you know, uh, music, TV, and and films and stuff like that, is there something you can have a, an in depth discussion about and debate about. But at the end of the day, if you're wrong, it doesn't matter doesn't affect anybody yeah (laughs) if you're wrong about the 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 packers running a dime package or it 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 doesn't matter at the end of the day that no one's lives are at stake
1: yeah true
0: well they may feel that that way but
1: yeah and that was missing you know during the pandemic it felt like there were so many there are during you know it's still going on but there felt like every decision was kind of heavy and then you get to sports and you're like oh you realize that you can enjoy something intensely without that heaviness um, afterwards
0: yeah it's um it's still tough for me to enjoy the nfl i think because uh well and again pre-pandemic and you and i might have had this discussion too is like the fact that i kind of my team has been terrible for years um and uh it the game is killing guys and they didn't seem to be doing a lot about that and I guess just recently they've started to do a little bit more. Like right before the pandemic, they were talking about all these new helmet designs and things like that, and rule changes and things like that. And I'm like, well, that's 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 a good thing. But uh, what's weird is I got like friends from high school. The one friend he's like, uh, I won't what they're all boycotting the NFL because they're kneeling and they're it's a, it's a political yeah. stand. And, I'm, and my one buddy posted a picture of our hero, childhood hero Bernie Kozar, and I was yeah. like. Larry, if Bernie saw, like, Hanford Dixon or Ernest Biner being treated poorly, I think he would stand up and say something.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You hear, uh, you wonder how many people, well, you see that in NASCAR. One of the, one of the fascinating things was to see this, uh, was to see the transformation of NASCAR from this kind of you know we all think of it as sort of like a redneck or you know um southern state kind of thing even though it's you know globally popular but but then they come out and there's a black lives matter car with a black driver uh you know and uh, it's it was amazing and fascinating and then i would so i started following bubba wallace on twitter and and you see all these people they're like well i'm never watching nascar again (laughs) I'm boycotting NASCAR, and it's like, it's like these are the these are the types of things you saw with the kneeling thing. But how many people really, how many people really stop watching? I'd be very, I mean, the NFL ratings have to be higher than they've ever been. I haven't looked, but
0: it's uh, really- well, one of my other jobs I do is I do social media for a, a local restaurant chain here, which you're probably familiar with. They serve a, uh, an, an iconic dish. Uh, here oh, in Cincinnati, yep. and it's not—it's not the big one. No, it's not the one everybody <laughs> around the country knows. It's the other. It's the second biggest change. Oh yeah. And because okay. we're, we sponsor the Bengals, they serve our chili at uh, the Bengals Stadium. Ooh. They serve the, uh, the the big one everyone knows about at the baseball stadium. So anyway, so we have a contest every week: win tickets to this week's games. And most people are still like, "Oh, I'd love to go see an NFL game. This would be a great gift for my husband or my son. He's never uh, But every you know, there's every few comments there's like, oh, "I'm boycotting the NFL and they're no. non." <laughs> patriotic there's sc- uh it's really dudes wow yeah yeah, yeah. there are well,
1: that's, it's America.
0: They're, they're right they're still a lot that and like i see these people uh i mean there's a group that a f- friend of mine pulled me into. it's called the angry orange it's a anti-trump this is where you can post your anti-trump stuff and not get people upset with you just you know it's just more for fun and but um and I could jokingly point it out. Or people, someone said, oh, the Biden's in the lead. And I'm like, well, you know, Hillary had a lead at this point in 2016. And I think there's still more stupid people who are scared in this country than there are smart people that understand what's going on, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to argue there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so you still doing the the fantasy football?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm doing uh, – I do – four leagues and one of them wow. I'm a the commissioner of. So yeah, we've been doing the one league for 16 years now. So it's starting to feel kind of like a, a legacy type of thing. And, and, um, it's very competitive and, 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 and like, I know fantasy football is to talk about it is, you know, whatever. A lot of people are like, I don't care about <laughs> it, but I do. I always tell my wife that when she says, why are you spending so much time on this? I'm, you know, I have to pull the car over to set my lineup on (laughs) Sunday or whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, it's just a great social tool to hang to, 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 it's a framework within you, you know, you can have social relationships with people and it's really fun. And and it's more like I, 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 the perfect example to me is it's like beer league softball. No one's doing it because you think you're going to be, you know, called up to the major leagues you're doing it because it's fun to drink beer and hang out with you guys yeah trash talk and bullshit and, and do all the things that you do and and um and so it's uh it's been great it's been very helpful and therapeutic during this um you know during the pandemic and and uh, so yeah, we're just plugging them, you know. Just, I was just checking my lineup before you called.
0: Ah, oh, so. there you go. Yeah, but I like I I just stopped doing it a couple of years ago because I because I guess you know, like I, I lost my kind of lost my mojo for it. But on the uh, on the plus side, the thing I do miss about it is the fact that I think it made me a better football fan and that I knew more players not only on my. Uh, own real team the Browns but uh, league-wide uh, even if they weren't on my fantasy team I was aware of yeah. what other guys were doing and who was having good games because I'd look at other people's scores and see oh who, who the hell scored you know 31 points today and you like no it's so you know it's Claypool from Pittsburgh oh I got it is he on waivers no and <laughs> a, but then on the other hand I'm like I'm able to enjoy the real games more now because I'm not stressed out about you know is this guy going to do this? No, I have to keep checking this score? So I guess it's kind of a, it's a kind of a double-edged sword in a way.
1: Yeah. Well, how do you feel about the new, uh, like the prospects of
0: um, online wagering?
1: Cause oh, I love it. Yeah. love it. Love well, it. you do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like the, um, the casinos over in Indiana, because, you know, we're close to Indiana, uh, the, you're allowed to, they have a sports book and I was able to go bet on sports last year right when they opened. But it's, even though it's, In the metro area, it's still not super convenient for us to go there, and you can smoke there, which my wife and I do not care for. So we're anxiously awaiting Ohio and or uh, Kentucky to pass legislation. Kentucky doesn't have casinos. It's some weird law they have. They can have casinos, but they can't call them casinos. They just opened up one across the river in Newport, which is super weird. But I think they would be allowed to have a sports book. I believe. Wow! And Ohio can absolutely have a sports book if the legislature would approve it. So they could put it in our casino, like we have a casino that's literally right down the street from us. And I could go down there and bet on football, and I would love it. And I would probably lose a lot of money, because I'm terrible at it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, you know, DraftKings and FanDuel and all these, um, National Gaming, all these different apps you know pretty soon it'll be as common you know it'll be an app that you download and you fund and then you start betting i mean some states like Pennsylvania already have um, you know statewide online app yeah. betting i think um, Oregon
0: for years you could you could bet on the NFL through the lottery
1: yeah yeah you can do in some of the lotteries there's very sort of a um, it's very sort of rudimentary the, the bets and the the way it works but the I think Delaware, no, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, they all have Mm. online sports books right Uh. now. So, that's that's a little concerning for me because it's like it's too accessible. You know, if you have to drive down to a casino, like you said, to go to Indiana, and it's a half hour. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not gonna do it every day or.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing too is the only time I do do that is when um, my wife is also going to gamble. She's gonna you know play the slots or play Kino. So what I'd likely do instead of both of us wasting money in a slot machine, and instead of me just sitting there watching her. I can sit next to her at a machine, and there's a monitor. there's there's TVs all over. They're showing games. I could I could place a bet oh, on a game, yeah. and I've got action going for three hours while she's yeah. playing. Uh, yeah, so it's it's beautiful. So for that, it's it's awesome. And so I hope the the casinos get it sorted.
1: Yeah, well, imagine doing it on your own couch.
0: <laughs> yeah, see that doesn't. But then that doesn't really appeal to me because, like I said, it's more about. You know the entertainment value of it for me. It isn't just the and again. I know I'm terrible at it, so I know yeah. that you know ten twenty bucks I throw down on a on a uh, what do you call parlay. Uh, I've only hit one of those in my entire life, and oh I actually hit two. But the I, kids, here's some advice. When they say look at your ticket before you leave that window, look at your ticket before you leave that window. Because I went up and said I won, and they're like, no, you didn't. You had the baseball game instead of the CFL game, and I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, Oh, that wow. sucked. But I did legitimately win one. I bet on a baseball game, a basketball game, and a football game, and a, a three-team parlay, and I won. And I won, like, 60 bucks, and I was thrilled. Uh, so, <laughs> Wow.
1: Well, I, I, this last, um, before the pandemic in January and February, I was flying between Los Angeles and Minneapolis almost every weekend to do various shows. And so I would stop. I would always make a layover in Vegas. And I would just get to the airport, get, and then you know I could sit on the plane as long as I was in the state of Nevada. I could open up my MGM app and oh. make a bet. So yeah, so I was able to bet on the Super Bowl and the the Packers in the um, division or the conference championship and all this and the. It's fun. I just don't want it to be too accessible.
0: Yeah, exactly. But like I said, I don't, to me, the the isn't more because, again, I, I know I'm bad at it, but it's just like something, give me something to do besides, you know, sitting and rooting my wife on while she's doing slots and, and keynote.
1: <laughs> you, you should be able to bet on your wife and how she's doing. You on know, slot.
0: In, in Britain, you're allowed to do that. And blackjack, you can bet. On people playing, you don't have to be playing, you can bet over. <laughs> pe- I know that's still a thing, but I, I remember seeing that in a gambling video years and years ago. That, yeah, in, in British casinos, you can bet on players,
1: and oh, that's
0: um, hilarious, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, what's it? So you guys are, uh, so, so you're both busy doing the Zoom shows and doing the, um, uh, and doing some of the corporate work, which is great work. Where, where can people, uh, find you? I, I see your wife's stuff pop up in my Facebook feed more than yours for some reason. I don't know if it's just I've <laughs> Been friends with her longer on Facebook, or, or yeah. what?
2: Yeah,
1: I don't know. I haven't been posting as much as I normally do. I've just been sort of off on other things. But my my Twitter is at Tim Harmston, and that's uh, T-I-M-H-A-R-M-S-T-O-N. And I, I've been tweeting a, a little bit here and there. And then uh, Facebook, it's Tim Harmston Comedy is my page. Okay. And then uh, my website is TimHarmston.com. So cool.
0: So got my uh, videos and all that stuff up there. Great. Well, Superman, we appreciate you taking the time today and, uh, good luck in all that snow. Yeah. I think good luck with your Browns this weekend. All right. Fingers crossed, man, against playing the Bengals. So it's going to be, uh, interstate uh, rivalry. Well, here's the good thing though. If, if either team wins, I'm fine because if the Bengals win, then I don't have to deal with people on social media for my other job saying, Oh, the Bengals they're never gonna win. We'll never get free chili and then but if the Browns win, I'll be happy. So yeah. So it's either way I'm a winner this Sunday, is the way I look at it. Awesome. Well, <laughs> wow, right. good luck. Thanks, Tim. All right, Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks again to Tim Harmstrom for being on the show and talking a little football with us. There, uh, always fun. It is a kind of a nice escape, uh, even though I'm still trying to get my energy back for the NFL. My team's gotten better. They won again this past weekend, so uh, I guess kind of that's where my it ebbs and flows. I guess with the success of the Browns and they turn rubbish again, uh, maybe not so much. I really miss the Canadian Football League, which is really weird. That sounds like that thing from Seinfeld, uh, uh, where uh, the Kramer, the Seinfeld, says to George, "Oh, Kramer only likes Canadian football." That literally me. <laughs> I think I only like Canadian football that all right, anyway, we are up to the song of the week. It's Cassia, they're from northern England. Uh, I told you last time we when we played one of their songs that they had a kind of a lot of vampire energy, vampire weekend energy, and uh, this song, not so much. This song, I don't know it It sounds very tropically odd for a band from Northern England, but again, uh, the lead singer and chief songwriter spent a lot of time in Africa as a child. I think his uh, parents were were diplomats or something like that, or uh, had work in South Africa or something like that. So anyway, there's that big world of music influence there, certainly, and much more demonstrative in this song called Sync. And this one's been stuck in my head for the past couple of days, so I figured, hey, let's make it the song of the week. So again, uh, from Northern England, this is Cassia. The song is Sync. It's our song of the week on PFTA. Reporter. So long, and thanks for listening.